Kane is in the building. Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. And real quick, if you haven't already, please go check out my new website. You can view the latest episode, fan favorites, and even submit a question to future guests. You can visit the website at Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast.my.canva.site. You can also find the link in the show notes. The song you just heard is right above it, featuring Drake by Lil Wayne, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Cody Goodwin. So Cody covers wrestling and other sports for the Des Moines Register, and in my opinion, Cody is one of the best out there at covering the sport of wrestling. He covers all three major universities in the state of Iowa, along with high school and even international level wrestling. He covers the sport at such a high level, I sometimes wonder when he has time to sleep. Uh, We are fortunate to have Cody covering the sport of wrestling, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy Cody Goodwin. Right out of the shoot, the the first two questions I had for you just was like, do you drink a lot of coffee? No, not really. Um, It burns my tongue too much because I don't like I don't do like iced or cold coffee. So like if I'm a get anything, it's usually like a white chocolate mocha at Starbucks or whatever the equivalent is at Caribou or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. It's it's a chocolate milkshake with caffeine in it. Let's call it what it is. And sometimes I'm just like, let's, you know, right. Like as soon as it's in the cup, like, let's go take a drink. And then my (laughs) tongue's burnt for like two days. So I actually, I drink a lot of C4 energy drinks. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And, um, what kind of vehicle do you drive? It's got to get good gas mileage. Um, not as good as you'd think it's a 2019 Ford escape. Um, so it's just, it's like, it's, it's something that's paid off and it's, it, it, it could have worse gas mileage, but I've also like, I used to have a Honda civic, um, that I, have since given to my grandma. That was a few years yeah. back, but that, that thing got like, um, we're talking 30 miles to the gallon highway. So that was, yeah. that was useful to have. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, basically what I do, I go to the university of Nebraska, um, and, uh, started this podcast, just kind of chat with them because, uh, those are uh, bold colors to wear at UNL. Man. <laughs> yep. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. I've been uh, told a time or two that, um, that, um, have the wrong colors on, but, whatever you can't help you know the heart hey, i hear you i went i went to the university of iowa but i'm a mizzou fan so i get it oh really mm-hmm. that was gonna be one of my questions was where you went to school um but uh yeah so i started just this podcast to get them some more exposure you know all the chatter is about the football team and the basketball team and whatever and wrestling teams better than all of them so yeah um, right. except just, maybe the volleyball team Yep. The volleyball team's good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've just kind of expanded my reach to high school wrestlers, past, former, you know, present college, whatever. So, um, and then obviously came across to you and you're just one of the, I would say, you know, one of the most well-respected journalists co- that cover the sport of wrestling, not only in Iowa, but I mean, you do the world team Olympics and all that. And so, I just don't see anybody cover the sport like, like you do. And so I was like, well, I got to pick, I got to pick his brain or I got to talk to him and have him on. Cause like, I don't even know where you came from. You know, all of a sudden there's this Cody Goodwin and I'm like, did he wrestle? Like, what is his story? So 
partly yeah i just wanted to see what where you came from where <laughs> awesome man no, no I've, I've seen you post and share the the, the podcast on various platforms mm-hmm. um so i mean hey you're doing good stuff and you're getting really fun guests so that's mm-hmm. uh I'm, i appreciate that you reached out to me and thought i was worthy of an episode so of course i will i'll follow your lead man whenever right. you want to start this thing we can rock and roll yeah well um just well yeah my first two questions was did if you drink a lot of coffee because you're always doing something and it's not just wrestling obviously it's high school football high school sports you're i mean shoot the other day you were at the unidome you know yeah when, they play the i mean you're from iowa yeah that the, yeah. the state semifinals and finals yeah. are played at the unidome every year so that's yeah. you know semifinals were this past week so mm-hmm. we were you know i was up in cedar falls which actually helped out because then i went from cedar falls on friday night after 5a got done to decora on saturday for the luther open um so i watched a few matches up there before i raced back to ames to watch um iowa state crush cow bat so jesus yeah and then you went to <laughs> then you go to iowa city yeah well that's you know covering all of iowa's home duels is kind of you know that's that's a that's a metric lesson that we learned <laughs> at the register so we i mean we can see how many clicks everything gets and you know any anything anything black and gold related but especially iowa wrestling related like that's that's there's a concerted effort there to make sure that we blanket coverage that team mm-hmm. as as a journalist major um well I'm a sports media and broadcasting major, but I'm in the college of journalism. So like how I, I get the editor thing. How did you like convince your editor to cover as much of the sport that you do currently? I didn't really ask. I just kind of did it. Um, you know, cause like I, so I went to, when I went to Iowa, I, I covered Iowa wrestling for the daily Iowa out there. Um, oh. you know, and so we had, that was kind of, that was like the intro, I guess you could say. And so we, I went from, you know, like we, we, my senior year was the 14, 15 season, yeah. um, which was the year Ohio state ended up winning like Kyle Snyder, mm-hmm. Nate and Tomasello entered the lineup yeah. and Kenny courts made the semis and they, they took it from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, you know, we started that year thinking like, Hey, like this Iowa team could probably win a national title. And so we went everywhere with that team my senior year, like we, we flew out to Maryland to watch them wrestle them. We flew out to Penn state to watch them wrestle them there. We, you know, like we, I think we drove up to Minnesota, like there and back in a day because they wrestled mm-hmm. the Gophers. Um, you know, we drove out to the Midlands everywhere that Iowa team went, like we, you know, as, as a coverage team and as a coverage plan, like I just, I convinced our publisher that year that like, Hey, we need to cover everything. And so I just didn't know anything different. And so like when I got to the register, which I, I started at the Ames Tribune first, um, like just okay. north of Des Moines here. And so I covered mm-hmm. Story County wrestling, Iowa State wrestling, um, also the Iowa State women's basketball team and other prep sports. But like, um, you know, like Jake Varner went to the Olympic trials that year. So like mm-hmm. I was able to drive to Iowa City for that. Like I just didn't know anything different. So like I get down to Des Moines and after a year, they reshuffle and give me the wrestling beat. Um, I just kind of did things and asked questions later and. You know, like on my first year, I was really fortunate too. Um, was the 2017, 2018 season. Um, and anybody in Iowa who follows high school wrestling knows that that was the year of Brody Teske and Alex Thompson. Like that was the year that they were both chasing their fourth title. And it was also the year that they wrestled each other twice and they beat yeah. each other twice. And so like, you know, I just, I told my editor straight up, I'm like, look, like I'm going to council bluffs the second weekend of the season. I'm gonna watch these guys wrestle, you know? And then a month later, I just told him like, I'm going to Cedar Rapids and I'm going to watch these guys wrestle. Mm-hmm. And so like, it probably helped that like, you know, my editor at the time was just like, okay, like it's a cool thing. And then, and then it really helped when like those stories both got a lot of clicks, like a, a bunch of people were super interested in those 
those two kids, those specific mm-hmm. stories, you know, and then from there, like they never, I never asked again. I just kind of went and they never questioned me. And so it's just, I've never really known anything different. If I see a really cool wrestling story in the state of Iowa, I I'll go get it. Like I'll go try and run it down and see what's up. And the, I mean, the other thing too, is like, you know, the register is one of the few papers left around the country that actually covers statewide. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're able to cast a net like that in, you know, like think of, you know, like the Omaha world or Herald, for example, like they very Mm -hmm. much stick to Western Nebraska, Eastern Iowa, Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. like the Lincoln Journal Star very much sticks to Lincoln. Like I grew up mm-hmm. reading the Kansas City Star. They stick to Casey Mo and KCK, like and the surrounding suburbs. Like the Des Moines Register covers the entire state of Iowa. So those two things in tandem, you know, me just kind of doing it and then the register just having a history of covering the entire state. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's just it's just kind of how it happened. Wow. Do do you ever do you ever get tired? You ever hit a yeah. wall? Like where you're just like, yeah, man, I, I do. Man. Um, and especially like, you know, like a lot of people in the sports world are like, yeah, dude, like March is the craziest month ever. Right. Like, because there's, you know, all the conference basketball tournaments, you get mm-hmm. NCAA tournaments started. Like there's all sorts of things going on with like, you know, like baseball preseason, NBA's in full swing, NHL's getting toward the playoffs, this, that, and the next, like, no, like the month of November, sucks sometimes for people (laughs) in sports media because like you've got the convergence of like two different seasons that everybody's covering right like Mm -hmm. we hit on you know like we just did the state semifinals for high school football and on top of that like iowa and iowa state and like even you and i hit the mat this weekend you know um starting this coming week the the first season of the iowa high school girls wrestling season like this is their first competition week coming up Mm -hmm. um and then oh by the way the boys start practice this week like it's just it's a convergence of a lot so like yeah you know month of november like i get tired like it's you know it's very there's a during wrestling season specifically but especially the month of november like there's a premium on 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 sleep and making sure that i'm like actually taking care of my body so that i can go Mm -hmm. do these things and i have energy when i get there yeah have you ever like felt a little did you ever have somebody tell you hey you, you may need to take a day or something where you just were like you were just going full steam because that's all you knew because it seems like that's all you've known you know, yeah you had someone like cody take a day off my yeah my parents ask me all the time like hey how you doing like it's you know <laughs> it's it's a busy time of the year and my, my yeah. editors will do the same thing like they're really good like checking in like are you good? Are you okay? Are certain stories coming in? That sort of thing. Like, got a, there's a good village here that uh, that's mm. making sure I'm taken care of. But, you know, sometimes I can be kind of stubborn and just, you know, put my shoulder down and barrel through a busy mm-hmm. point in the schedule because I just don't know any different. Yeah. Wow. And so like, okay, so yeah, let's backtrack a little bit. So you, you went, to, did you go to the University of Missouri? No, I went to the University of Iowa, but like- Oh, I, you did? Okay. Yeah. So, so I grew Missouri. up in, yeah, I grew up in Kansas City. Um, okay. just like smack in the middle of the MUKU rivalry. And I just yeah. gravitated toward the Tigers. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I went to Iowa. So that was, that's where oh, I, okay. I went to Iowa to study English. That's I, I had to learn how to write if I wanted to jump into this sports journalism thing. Really? And so that's, so did you wrestle in high school? Like why, why wrestling? Um, yeah, I did wrestle in high school. Like that was, I'm not a very big human being, um, probably hard to tell on the zoom, mm-hmm. but, um, I like wrestling was just kind of my thing. Like it was, it was like a, all of my really good friends growing up. Like we all grew up actually playing soccer. Um, but then like, you know, fall season would get over with and I would go wrestle for a few mm-hmm. months. And so like, that was just kind of my thing. Like I wrestled all the way up through high school. I went to park Hill, which is pretty well known for wrestling in the Kansas city area. And like the years we were there, we had some really, really good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, covering wrestling was like, I knew it was a thing, you know, cause like I'm in high school and like, you know, yeah. when magazine is like, that's what the wrestlers geeked out on. Right. Because it was a national thing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we would get online and read the forums. Um, you know, like I knew about guys like Andy Hamilton and Dan McCool and, and yeah. I'm like, Oh, like, I wonder like, you know, does the star have a wrestling writer? They didn't, they had a high school sports writer who would come talk to us, but that was the extent of it. Um, but yeah, like I went to Iowa and, you know, I, I studied English. I had to learn how to write. And, you know, one of the first lessons that they told me was just like, if you want to get better, you got to get reps. Like you got to go write every day. And so I went to the student newspaper, the daily Iowan and ah. just started writing every single day. And, you know, they, we, we were trying to figure out like beats and stuff for, you know, various sports. And so like, I wrote a little bit of track and field here and there, but then we got to the winter season. They're like, Hey, like you, you want to cover wrestling? And I'm like, yeah, it'd be kind of fun. Like, I know, I kind of know what's going on. Like, I understand the dynamic of things. We could probably have some really good, like X's and O's conversations, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I covered wrestling for four years and that's, I mean, that kind of is what got me hooked. Um, you know, and like, so that was kind of a happy accident. I just kind of fell into it. Um, you know, and then like my first job just being in Ames and then my next job being at the register, like, again, just kind of happy accidents to just stay in a community that, you know, continues to value coverage of the sport and then just mm-hmm. a willingness there to be like, yeah, like I, you know, there's some really cool things that can be done here. And so it's just kind of a happy accident that's kind of carved into mm. a little niche here, which has been kind of fun. Really? So just, so when you started covering wrestling, you know, you said it was your thing. Was it like your favorite sport? Like, did you grow up wrestling where you're like, you know, your, your life was wrestling or like, you know? Yeah, it was, it was my sport. Like I, you know, being from Kansas city, huge Kansas city chiefs fan, um, mm-hmm. never really gravitated much toward baseball. I'll watch it. But like the Royals were so bad that like my generation yeah. of, of kids just maybe not as big into baseball as like, say like my parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, so like, you know, but yeah, like wrestling was, that was my deal. You know, as I got older, I got way more into it, you mm-hmm. know, folk style in the winter, freestyle and Greco in the summer. Like there was, you know, a lot of my earliest Olympic memories involve wrestling, you know, like Tom smiling with the flag in 96, Tom Brands, uh, um, yeah. you know, Terry Brands winning bronze in 2000, um, you know, wow. seeing Kale win, Cejudo win, you know, and mm-hmm. then obviously what, you know, all the magic that they've been able to do the last few cycles, um, yeah. Like it was just, that, that was, it was kind of my sport. Like that's, it was the one thing I did that a lot of my like mm-hmm. really close friends growing up just didn't do. Um, mm-hmm. but then like, you know, the more you do it, the more you hang around with more wrestlers and, um, you know, a lot of the people that I grew up wrestling with and alongside and against ended up becoming pretty good friends. So mm-hmm. yeah, like it was, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not a very big human. So, you know, wrestling appeals <laughs> to those of us on the small side. So that was, mm-hmm. that was, it was, it was an easy thing to gravitate toward. Right. How, how did you, so, you know, a lot of people from the outside, um, the sport, um, who want to cover it or whatever, they, they say it's a tough sport to break into, um, you know, which we can be wrestling community can be kind of hard nosed and like, you're not a wrestler. You don't understand, you know, kind of a thing. How did you kind of break through, you know, not saying you weren't a wrestler because obviously you were, but like, how did you break through as much as you have? Honestly, like, how did you burst onto the scene? Um, really good question. Um, because I don't know, I just like, I just kind of showed up and started doing things, man. And like, you look at a lot of the other, like people that have like kind of quote unquote broke into wrestling media. A lot of the, those same people have like done the same, you know, like stalemates here in Des Moines, like, you know, Zach Bogle, he's, mm-hmm. he's done a phenomenal job and same thing. Like he just, 
you know, started a YouTube channel, started a Patreon page and just started doing things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the things he's doing are a lot different from the things that I'm doing, but the things that I'm doing are a lot different from what, like the folks at Intermat and Flow Wrestling are doing. And the things that they're doing are a lot different than, you know, like everybody's just trying to figure out kind of what does, you know, what, what works for them. And it's going to change, you know, like me, like, like, I write for the Des Moines Register. Um, Tony Hager runs the website um, IA Russell. Mm-hmm. You know, technically we both cover the exact same thing, but we both do it in such different ways and we cater to slightly different audiences. So yeah, like I don't, you know, how do you break into it? You just, you just start doing it, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody knows exactly, mm-hmm. you know, there's not like a a detailed path or a list of steps you gotta hit to to just, you know, to become part of the wrestling media. You just kind of have to just start doing it and and then just keep doing it right like the consistency mm-hmm. i think serves a lot of wrestling media pretty well in the long haul like if you can just keep coming back and keep doing it over and over and over again then eventually you'll you know you, you'll build a fo- you'll build that following because there's there's always always people who are hungry for more wrestling content there yes there is which is why you know i find it just we it's hard to come by though still it, i mean it's out there and you can find it but it it is it takes a little, it is kind of difficult it's yeah and you so. and i think you found people have like found different success on like different mediums right like mm-hmm. talked about stalemates like they have yeah. found a lot of success through youtube so has fanco um you know uh willie sailor for example matt scouts him mm-hmm. and intermat have found a lot of success on rockfin um same mm-hmm. with jason bryant um flow wrestling obviously has their empire mm-hmm. um i traffic a little bit more in traditional media so you know, there's, you know, but I'll, like a lot of my following is on Twitter, you know, like mm-hmm. I've got a modest like Instagram following, but to be honest, like I use more that I use that more to like connect with a lot of the high school kids that I write about and talk to. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like yep, yep. that's, that's kind of where I, I, you know, when, when you cover high school wrestling and high school sports in general, a lot of times you kind of have to meet the kids where they're at. So, um, yeah, good point. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's I that's a, that's an interesting question. I've never really kind of thought about the state of wrestling media and how do you break into it? Because I don't know that there's like a certain list of steps, but right. You know, if if you kind of, you know, everybody who has done well in wrestling media for whatever reason has has kind of created their own path, which has been that's been kind of cool to see because there's, you know, there's a lot of it out there. And, and sometimes maybe wrestling media can limit itself. But there, you know, when when you find it, like there's a lot of really good stuff and a lot of really good people doing really good stuff out there. Very true. Very true. What's your what's your ultimate goal? You know, I'm sure it's probably evolved because like, did you see yourself being kind of as as successful as you are right now? I don't want that to sound bad or like you know, <laughs> <laughs> a slight to you, but I guess no, I'm trying that's to, a fair question. You know, I think you're a big deal, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so did you ever see yourself being this successful? And like, where do you see yourself going? I, I, I success is such a funny term. I don't know. Right. Like I, I never thought so like I, the best way I guess I can answer that question is I never thought that I would be like the quote unquote rustling guy at the Des Moines register. Um, because when I was at the daily Iowan, like, you know, one of the perks of working for any college news broadcast organization is that you get to kind of rub shoulders with the pros, right? Like I'm sure that mm-hmm. you've gone out on various, you know, Husker beat jobs and the guy from the Lincoln journal stars right mm-hmm. there. And there's probably a guy from ESPN, not far. And there's, yeah you know, the local TV stations, you get to meet those sports guys, like whatever the case may be. And so like, you know, I'm at the daily Iowan covering Iowa wrestling, trying to figure out what in the world I'm doing. And, you know, like Andy Hamilton is there and, 
you know, KJ Pilcher from the Sea Rapids Gazette. He's been oh, there yeah, for yeah. forever. You know, he's an awesome guy. Um, you know, at the time, Jim Nelson from the Waterloo Courier, who's been kind of in and out of journalism, just because of the state of the business, but you know, he's, you know, he's a guy that's covered wrestling forever. Like there's, you know, all these guys are there and I'm just like, man, like there's, these guys will probably never leave. Like they'll be here covering wrestling forever. They all love mm-hmm. it. It's really cool, you know, and just, you know, dumb luck. Like when I land in Ames, like the reason I got to Des Moines from Ames is because Andy Hamilton left. Um, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the reason I got the wrestling gig is because the guy who had the wrestling gig after Andy um, decided to leave the business entirely and go find another job. And so, you know, dumb luck, I guess. And then from there, it was kind of like, you know, like my bigger goals have always been to, and there, and I still have these goals. Like I want to go, like, I want to go cover the NFL. I want to go cover an NFL team. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like that is, that is the sport in America. Right. And so like, Mm -hmm. I just, the older I've gotten, the more I realize that I really don't know anything about the game of football. And so it's, (laughs) it's just been really fun. You know, it probably helps that like my team has the best quarterback on the planet in Patrick (laughs) Mahomes. So like, Mm -hmm. it's just, there's a heightened level of just massive NFL interest, but like, you know, like the the NFL, like that's in sports journalism, like that's, that's kind of the pinnacle, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you can cover the NFL on a regular basis and continue to turn out good content and good stories and, and, you know, break news and all that sort of thing, like that's, you know, like that's, that's kind of the top of the heap when it comes to sports journalism, you know, and there's various like, you know, peaks and, and whatnot. And, you know, there's, you know, like right tops, for example, doesn't have a beat, but I consider him to be the best you know, one of the best writers on the planet. And he just so happens to write sports stories on a regular basis. Um, you know, so like, I still want to go do that. And so like, really, like when I got the wrestling beat and I realized how big of a deal it was, I treated like a lot of the things that I am doing on the wrestling beat right now are things that I would want to do whenever I go cover an NFL team. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of those, you know, like I've, I've seen a lot of successful NFL writers do like a weekly mailbag. And so like, I just started one, you know, just to kind of mm-hmm. corner that wrestling market. And it's been a lot of fun. I see a lot of NFL people do weekly podcasts, you know? So I was just like, well, why don't, why don't we just start one? You know, like mm-hmm. my podcast is, you know, I try to do twice weekly during the season and I'm very much like it's on the fly. Like, I don't know what I'm doing week to week. Like before <laughs> we hit record here, I was literally making a list of it. Like, okay, like I got two shows this week. What do I want to do? I don't know. Um, you know, and so like, you know, various types of, you know, trying to show like, analysis expertise, you know, and, and for wrestling that can be breaking down film that can be explaining, you know, big picture seeds, um, you know, for major tournaments, you know, what certain wins mean, what certain matchups mean, breaking that down, um, you know, that there's the, you know, our lineup construction, what recruiting means. Like there's so many different small avenues to like show that like, yeah, like I, you know, I can be an expert in covering the sport of wrestling, you know? And so like a lot of the things that I've tried to do with wrestling, um, are things that I would want to probably try and do whenever I go cover an NFL team or the, or the league at large. And I found a lot of success with it, which I think has probably mm-hmm. helped. Cause it's like, Hey, like I'm, you know, like I, I've obviously got these bigger goals, but if order in order to get to those bigger goals, like I got to make sure that I know what I'm doing and that what I'm doing works. And mm-hmm. I just so happen to be doing it on a beat that a lot of people are intensely passionate about, which has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if that day ever comes, I know a lot of people will be upset, you know, <laughs> that you'll be leaving the wrestling world. But um, yeah, the podcast in the room, I'm subscribed. Yeah. If you're not subscribed, go subscribe. I'll probably post it in the show notes. So easy access so people can go subscribe to it. It's great. Um, yeah, I listen to it. Um, how did you get the respect? And I, I feel like it came and correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of quickly, you gained respect throughout the sport at least in the state of Iowa 
fairly quickly about with coaches, Tom Brands, Doug Schwab, Kevin Dresser, like, I mean, uh, Allison Schwab, Doug's wife, like you just, you just became so well-respected, you know, why, why, how did, how did you do that? Um, I, I just, you know, just tried to like stay, stay true to like who I am and also just like, you know, just be consistent, um, and try to, you know, continually turn out high level work. Right. Cause the people, you know, if, as long as you continue to show up, I think people will appreciate that, you know? So like, you know, not a lot of people give you and I a lot of the time of the day in any sport in the state of Iowa, you know, I think the, 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 probably the men's basketball program, maybe the women's basketball program, you know, football, you know, I can tell you at the register, we probably don't pay a whole lot of attention to you and I football until they play Iowa or Iowa state or until they, you know, make the, the playoffs, you know, and then it's like, okay, how they, how they doing over there? Like I've never viewed like the UNI wrestling program any lesser than Iowa and Iowa state. Like I always make it a point to get it to as many home duels as I can. I cover every single dual home or away. Um, I make sure that like, I'm, you know, tuning into what Doug is saying every week. I make sure that I, you know, make it a point to, to form that relationship with them, to form that relationship with, um, you know, their wrestlers. Like I, Doug does a really good job of recruiting in-state kids. And I could probably tell you, you know, right off the top of my head, I could probably list 25 or 30, if not all 36 wrestlers they currently have on the roster right now. And just, wow. you know, just, you know, and that's, you know, that comes with time, right? Like showing them consistently, um, you know, that they matter. Um, showing them consistently that like, Hey, like wrestling is my top priority. I'm going to treat everybody the same, whether it's, you know, Iowa chasing NCAA title, you and I, you know, winning a home meet against air force, um, or, you know, whatever the case may be when it comes to the high school scene, like that's, there's a lot of, you know, and it helps that there's a lot of people that are just fiercely, fiercely passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to do it consistently for, that readership and for that fan base. Like, I think that helped. I, I honestly, I, I don't know. That's a really good question that I don't have an answer for, but I, just, I, I guess I, what's, what's really helped me is just, you know, being consistent, um, you know, and, and putting an emphasis on the things that I know matter to, um, you know, to people in the community, you know, cause I grew up a wrestler, right? Like I've, I've got a pretty good beat on, you know, how they feel. And, and, you know, I, I, I can ask certain questions, um, you know, not that other people can't, but like, I guess I, 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 as a former wrestler, like mm-hmm. I can see things on their level, um, you know, and that helps facilitate really, really good conversations because then I'm able to ask, you know, okay, well, why not this or why not that? Um, you know, I'm able to have kind of those X's and O's conversations with the athletes and the coaches, um, yeah, I think, you know, just consistency, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm going to keep coming back to that a lot whenever you ask That's me about, good. you know, like journalism or, you know, just anything wrestling related is just like, if you can consistently just, just keep doing the things that you're doing, like eventually, you know, good things will come. Yeah. I, my wife always says that, you know, consistent. She likes, whether it's her fantasy football team or whatever, <laughs> she, likes, you know, she likes consistency. She likes, and, and that, is a big deal. Um, so to keep coming back to it, then th- th- that's what it is, you know, like, yeah. you can, you know, why not though? Um, Missouri or Kansas? Um, how come you haven't drifted back to, to that area? Um, I mean, I cover wrestling, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, a part of it is like, I'm just, I'm super lucky to be at a spot that has, you know, like a, a the wrestling beat writing position available. Like it's not available at the Kansas city star. Like there's not a, there's not a really, 
Yeah, there's, it's really, you know, and, and part of that is just the lay of the land, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of the stars resources go to covering the chiefs because they have Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, other resources go to covering like KU basketball, mm-hmm. um, because they're a pretty big deal down there. Um, not as many resources go into covering the high school sports, which is fine. Like every newspaper has got to make mm-hmm. their own decisions. You know, that's, it's a pro sports town. Iowa is not a pro sports state, um, for <laughs> as much as people love the I Cubs and the Iowa wild and the Iowa wolves. Like, it's just, it's not the same as having an NFL team or an MLB team or, or a, you know, whatever the case may be. And so like, because of the heightened interest in college, there's heightened interest in, in the high school stuff too, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm. And so that's, that helps to be able to cover wrestling as in depth and at virtually all levels over here. Um, you know, and that's, and, and that would be the same way across, you know, yeah. vast majority of the, you know, continental U S like you'd probably have to go to like Oklahoma or Pennsylvania to, find a beat writing, a wrestling beat writing gig specifically, because, you know, wrestling tends to fall under the high school sports umbrella for virtually every other newspaper. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think Florida used to have like the Florida Orlando, Orlando sun Sentinel used mm-hmm. to have, maybe they still do a wrestling beat writer position really? where they focus specifically on Florida high school wrestling, which was really cool. Brant Parsons yeah. was his name. He was, he was excellent. Um, and now I think he, he kind of branched off and is doing his own wrestling website down there. Um, mm. you know, but like, you'd probably have to go to like, PA, Oklahoma, maybe Ohio. Um, and then outside of that, you know, like I, maybe, maybe Minnesota too, I'm not hundred percent sure, but like, mm-hmm. you know, every other, but like every other state has like their version of an IA Russell, right. In Missouri, mm-hmm. it's Missouri wrestling. Um, oh, really? you know, like there's, there's the Michigan grappler, there's the Cal grappler, like there's, there's a lot of, you know, PA power Russell, you know, even though Pennsylvania has got, you know, some dedicated wrestling writers. Um, so yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I've never not looked at potentially going back to, you know, where I grew up because that's Mm -hmm. home. Right. Right. But just don't know that I've found the job that'll ultimately pull me away from wrestling. I think that's, you know, when I look at other potential jobs, like I, I, that's usually one of the first questions I ask myself, like, is, is this job good enough to pull me away from the wrestling beat? (laughs) There's been a couple and I just like, didn't end up, you know, getting the gigs for whatever reason, but uh, vast majority of the time, the answer is usually no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you realize how like because i don't think we really knew how fiercely passionate as you you've said the the iowa fan base as not iowa iowa hawkeye fan base but the iowa wrestling fan base was yeah like the state Um, of iowa yeah but you've kind of really brought that out in people i think you know yeah you know, well, and I kind of figured it was always there, right? Like, right. you know, and I keep going back to that first season with, with Teskey and Thompson. Um, you know, you got a kid from Fort Dodge, you know, super fiercely passionate wrestling community, you know, and they ended up winning the the large class state championship that year. So that mm-hmm. was, that was a really fun team to cover and, and Brody's, you know, story. That was a really cool subplot of that season. Um, you know, but then like Alex Thompson, like one, a school, super mm-hmm. tiny, you know, Underwood, Iowa, <laughs> that's, you know, a, you know, an itty bitty tiny town outside of a suburb that's outside of council bluffs. Right. Like that's, mm-hmm. but it mattered all the same, you know, and Underwood might be, you know, that they're one of those small one, a programs where they have a really good coach and a really good wrestling community. And, and they, you know, continually show that the sport matters out there, but, um, you know, like there's, there's small towns like that and stories like that all over the state of Iowa. And I think I just got really lucky the first few years where, I like, I found all those stories, maybe not all of them, but I found a lot of them, right? Like there's, you know, there Alex Thompson, right? Like that's, that's one, um, written stories about Adam Allard from West Sioux and Hayward and way up in Siouxland, right. Um, mm-hmm. 
on the South. Like you could literally stand at the center of Hay Warden and mm-hmm. throw a rock to the West and you'd hit South Dakota. Like that's mm-hmm. how far away it is. But wrestling matters up there. Right. Like that's that was really cool, you know, and then you're not very far from, you know, Clarion, Fort Dodge, like wrestling matters there. You can go to the Battle of Waterloo every mid-December mm-hmm. for like the most spectacular dual tournament in the state outside of the state dual championships, probably. And you've got one, a schools wrestling three, a schools, you know, and it just, the passion just kind of radiates out of that building all weekend. Um, you've got small towns like Lisbon and small schools like Don Bosco, you know, but then like not far from them is Waverly shell rock. And they're, you know, a small, large school is what I like to call them. Cause they're in the large class, but they're on the small side and mm-hmm. they've been spectacular. Like I like, I don't, I, you know, just being able to, to kind of identify a lot of really cool stories all over the state, you know, like, and that's, you know, comes back to like, you know, do you ever get tired? Like, like, no, like the, the stories are so cool. And like, just getting to talk with these people and these kids and these coaches and, and to kind of embed yourself in those communities. Like that's when you really see like, Oh, wrestling, it doesn't just matter here. Like it matters everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, that's just been, you know, I don't know that I brought anything else out as much as I just kind of like showed a vast majority of these communities that like, Hey, like I'm here and I am going to do my best to throw a blanket over everything, which includes Mm -hmm. your guy, um, you know, or your guys, if there's multiple, you know, like Mm -hmm. I see you, I like, I see what's going on here, that sort of thing. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's helped like just, you know, trying to do as much as I can, um, to include as much as I can. Like, I'm, I'm sure that's probably, you know, that's, I think that's helped a lot. Yeah. You, so as, as you were talking about this, I was kind of just thinking about, you know, you as a writer and uh, you said that you went to Iowa for English. Cause you had to be, did you write it all before then? Like, how'd you know you wanted to be a writer? And do you look and read your first stuff that you've written and go, geez, Cody, that was it's kind of bad or, you know, I, I try not to, because I know how bad it was. <laughs> like it was terrible. I was there. Yeah. I lived it. Um, and yeah, I, so I, I don't know that I like, I knew that I wanted to do something in sports growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't sure what, you know, like I was like, I was one of those kids that just grew up watching sports center. Like I always watched top 10 before I went to bed, you know, Scott Van Pelt, Stuart Scott, all those guys, like they yeah. have all the fun. Um, and like, that was probably the initial dream was to like, go do sports center. You know, like there's a lot of people that, um, you know, have complimented like that. They say I have a broadcast voice sometimes. And it's because I grew up like trying to mimic like the play by play (laughs) guys and the sports center guys, you know, and like we were fortunate enough at our high school to have like a broadcast program. So like I did that. Um, you know, but I also wrote for the student newspaper. Like I was an honors English student, but like I still didn't think I was any good at writing. Like I just knew how to get an A. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was probably the mix of, you know, kind of treading lightly in the journalism world through the broadcast class, through, you know, newspaper and yearbook in high school. And I had a couple of really good English teachers that just kicked me in the butt and were just like, you could be really good at this. And, you know, as I got older, you start to think a little bit bigger, you know, there's, you know, what do I want to do? Um, and so, yeah, like I, th- I, I thought about, you know, like, okay, so what do I need to do to go into sports journalism or sports broadcasting? And literally every professional that I reached out to, like I would just sit down and email like the local sports columnist, the local sports director, the TV station, all these guys. And they would always come back with like, you got to learn how to write. Mm-hmm. And so instead of looking up like top journalism schools, which if you look up those lists, Mizzou and KU come up almost immediately. <laughs> I looked up top, like top schools to learn how to write. And Iowa oh. was the first one that came up. 
And so me and my dad went and took a visit. It was really, really cool. And I was like, I was, you know, top tier English program. They have a good journalism school, but it was really the daily Iowa that sold me. And so we were like, yeah, like this, I'm in, let's go try it. Let's do it. Wow. So that's how you ended up at Iowa. Why, yeah. why English instead of journalism? Like, cause I, I figured that like the more I learned about like the world of journalism and broadcasting, like a lot of it's about reps. Like a lot of it is just like, you know, being in a media scrum and learning like which questions are good and which questions are bad or, you know, continually reading stories that you find are good. You know, like what, like, you know, everybody's probably got their favorite beat writer for their favorite team. And if you ask them to, you know, why is such and such your favorite beat writer? Like, you know, oh, they, they get good insight. They probably ask good questions. They offer good analysis, like whatever the case may be. Like a lot of that probably just comes with reps. And so like, I just, I felt like I needed to learn how to construct a story. Like I needed to learn like how, beginning, middle and end. Like I needed to learn how to put that together. I needed to learn how to string my words together better. Like, cause a lot of my favorite writers at the time were like Bill Simmons and Rick Riley, uh, yeah, and yeah. like Ryan Thompson and Seth Wickersham. And like a lot of those guys, um, you know, our, you know, with Joe Poznanski as the KC star sports columnist forever. And then Sam Mellinger was really, really, really good. Um, you know, until he left a couple of years ago. And so like, I just, I was like, I want to learn how to write like that. Like, how do I do that? And like, obviously the first answer is reps, but then like, you know, I wanted to go sit through these English classes to figure out like, okay, like if I'm going to take reps, like I want to take good reps. I want to take good focused reps, to try and figure out, you know, what to do. So that brought in the, you know, the daily Iowan, obviously to figure out like how to tell sports stories and how to ask good questions. Like those were my journalism reps. And then I would go sit through all my English classes to figure out like my actual writing reps so that I could learn, you know, to take the information I gained from my journalism reps to then formulate it into a story that I learned through all my English classes. That was the idea at least. Mm hmm. Wow. And so you were writing for the Daily Iowan and you were just writing any story that they came that, you know, they let you write basically at first. Yeah. Like we were. So when I first got there, we it was a we were pretty fortunate to have a pretty large um, staff. Mm -hmm. And so like the first semester I was there, I was actually like covering intramural sports, you uh -huh. know, and like looking back, like I think it was more like let's send him out to cover intramural sports to see if he's any good at interviewing or finding stories. And mm. so, you know, and it turned out that like, I, I found a couple of really cheesy stories that I just don't want to go read because they're probably really bad. But like, I was able to show that like, Hey, like I can, I can conduct a pretty professional interview. And also like, I can find some, some pretty fun stories. And so then that's when they were like, all right, let's reward this kid with, you know, a bigger beat. And so that's ultimately what led to the wrestling thing. Um, mm -hmm. And then from there, it was just, you know, you learn how to beat walk. Like you learn how to, you know, that's when I'm like, okay, like I'm covering wrestling and people care about that. But like, I'm reading all this like football content and high, you know, major revenue sports content. And like, here's what I like about this. Let's try it on wrestling and see if mm. it works. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that, you know, that's getting those reps in, right. Like I was talking about earlier, like, yeah, we're on like a, we're covering wrestling and like, there's probably a different way to write about certain things about wrestling than there is to write about certain things about football. But like, mm -hmm. generally speaking, like it was, you know, let's, let's see if what works over here works over here. And like, I swung and missed a lot, but really? you know, I also found a handful of things that did work and that made it really, really cool. Hmm. So were you pretty good at interviewing and like kind of conducting interviews when you, when you first got started, like, Probably know, not like thinking back I, on it. Like I probably, right. probably but, but were you, you know, did you did okay though? I think what helped was that like, I was genuine. I was like, I didn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't scared. Like I was never really? scared to ask a stupid question. Really? Um, 
Yeah. Wow. Like I was always like, I was, I was always okay of like embarrassing myself if it meant that like we could have a good conversation back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I, you know, cause there's a lot of people that are like, you know, like, oh, I want to get into journalism, but I want to do that. And it's like, well, no, you got to do this first. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so like just the idea, you know, and, and still now, like, you know, not, not scared at all to just pick up the phone and have a conversation with somebody, you know, if it, maybe sometimes I I'll do that for a story, but you know, a lot more now, like I'll just do it to have a conversation to, you know, I, one of the, one of my coaches at the, we called them coaches, um, editors at the daily Iowan would tell us, you know, like, make sure that you're beat walking, like make sure that you know fully what's going on on your beat so that, you know, you're, that's the story idea development part of journalism, you know, to make sure that you know what's going on with your teams and the people that are a part of your teams and, you know, just to try and, create some, some fun feature story ideas or just like, you know, interesting story ideas or this and that. Um, and so like that just, that just meant talking to people and just like having conversations and, and, you know, I prep, like there's a lot of times where like, I will ask a wrestling coach a question and I will literally preface it with, this is probably going to be a dumb question, but, and then I would ask it and, Sometimes they'll laugh and they'll be like, yeah, okay, that was a pretty stupid question because they'll give me the answer and I'll be like, well, yeah, duh. But then other times they'll, you know, they'll, they'll enlighten me and I'll, you know, I'll learn something. And then may, you know, that dumb question may lead to a story. Sometimes it may not, but you know, I'm like, I'm learning something, you know, and then maybe I can stash that and use it later. Or maybe that's just like, just a tweet, right. Mm-hmm. Like just to like put a little bit of information out there or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think like the, the fearlessness to just kind of dive in head first and, and see what happens. Um, that probably helped me at the beginning. And I think it still helps me now, but I'm, I think I'm a little bit more calculated about like mm-hmm. just the way I ask questions or how I ask questions or, you know, the rhythm of an interview or a conversation. Um, mm-hmm. If there is one, sometimes there's not. So yeah, I, I, maybe, I guess maybe I wasn't good, but I, I wasn't afraid to be bad. I guess that's probably a good way to phrase it. Wow. I'm just, I'm taking that in. Cause that that's pretty good advice. You, you know, like, it's okay if you're bad because at least you you might be willing to learn from it and you're okay with being bad at first because yeah you might i'm just taking that all in that was that's good advice especially in the journalism world because i am a little bit afraid and sometimes i get a little caught up in who i'm interviewing you know if it was tom brands i would be a little like i'd be a little shaken a little bit you know or it was mark manning you know like it's funny because like especially wrestling coaches but really a lot of like head coaches at at d1 universities or you know even like professional coaches like you know like like if andy reed walked into the room right now you know for example head coach the kansas city chiefs like i think because of my experience of dealing with like john smith and tom brands and jordan burroughs and kyle snyder and all these guys like i would probably be able to like shake his hand and just like just start talking, you know, like whatever the case may be. And that's not like, because like, Oh, like you handled wrestling coaches, you can handle anything. It's like, no, like I think sometimes people forget that they're just people like Tom brands is like Tom brands is like, he's married. He's, he's got three kids. Like he's just a dude. Like he's just, Mm -hmm. he's funny. Same thing with John Smith. Like I'm pretty sure John Smith's a grandfather. Like it's like, if you just remember that, you know, Jordan Burroughs is is a father, right? Like just a father and a husband and who just all also happens to be one of the baddest men on the planet. Right. Like, I think if like, if you remember that it makes entering conversations a lot easier. And then in that sense, like, I feel like athletes and coaches at that level can also sense that like, Oh, he like, he's just like, he just wants to have a conversation. Like he's not just Mm -hmm. like oogling me for whatever reason, or Mm -hmm. like starstruck, I guess might be a better word. Like, you know, like, cause they can sometimes sense that. Um, 
you know, and maybe that changes the tone of the interview, whatever the case may be. Um, but like, if you just approach them as if they're just people, like a lot of times that leads to some pretty good conversations. And I think they, I think they respect that if you're able to just kind of dive in and just go. Mm -hmm. And not be afraid to look a little, little stupid along yeah. the way, maybe, you know, like, yeah, like I, I have no issue like, pre cause I do it probably every other interview, just like, oh, this might be a stupid question, but, and then I go with it. And like, sometimes that makes them laugh. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, that was a stupid question. And other times they're like, no, that's not stupid at all. Here's why it's confusing, you know? And then they'll answer it for me. So like, I have no issue saying that even if the question that I'm asking probably isn't all that stupid, mm -hmm. um, you know, cause I'm just, you know, like, Hey, like I might be a journalist, but like, I'm a human too. Right. Mm -hmm. Aside, I want to know, aside from like wrestling stories, what's a story you've written that you were really impressed with, you know, about the whole sense of the story, the story itself, how you wrote it, um, you know, the people you interviewed, like, aside from a wrestling story, what have you covered that you're like, man, this, this was awesome. I've got a few of those. Um, there was, there's been some really fun high school football stories that we've been able to share over the last few years. Um, you know, one that I wrote this would have probably been a couple years ago by now. Um, you know, there was a star wide receiver at nearby Ankeny high school, um, Brady McCullough. Um, and he was, he was more of a role player on that year's Ankeny team, but that year's Ankeny team won the state title. Um, and it was like two years after his dad had passed away from cancer. And so like he caught a crucial touchdown in the semifinal game for them to beat Dowling Catholic, which is the, you know, the super yeah. amazing parochial school here in Des Moines, right? Like they at one point rattled off seven straight large class state championships. And then Ankeny finally knocked him off in the semifinals. And this kid, Brady McCullough, I believe he's a receiver at, at UNI now, um, in very important, important touchdown catch in the semifinals. And so, but like talking to him about like football, obviously, but then also like talking to him about his dad, right? Cause his dad was an all-state football player for Ankeny. He ultimately became an all-state football player for Ankeny. Um, and just kind of like, you know, like, Hey, like what have these last few years been like without him? And like, very clearly, like he's a 17 year old kid. Like he's still trying to figure out what that is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, just, that was a really interesting story. Um, you know, and we've had some other, um, important stories like a few years ago, um, you know, we wrote a story that the the Des Moines Public Schools, which is like the Des Moines Public School District here, they, just, mm -hmm. they call themselves DMPS. They um, were fighting with the Iowa High School Athletic Association and the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union, the two high school governing bodies in Iowa, um, about changing the way that they structure their classifications um, because they felt like. Um, city schools in Des Moines and Cedar Rapids and and like Davenport and Council Bluffs and stuff like that, um, you know, something like socioeconomic status needed to be taken into account. And the reason DMPS was like fighting for this change was because their football programs had lost like 150 straight games to their suburban counterparts. And the average score of those games was like 50 to 10. Like, mm. I think we've, you know, and that's, we see that probably everywhere. Like there are some States that like their inner city football schools are like some of the best in the state, but a lot more States like the inner city football schools are just like severely underfunded, not a lot of consistent coaching. And they just, they get their butts beat by the have nots way out yonder in the suburbs. And that was a really interesting story just to kind of open that conversation and just like mm. hear the differing viewpoints because like, you know, some coaches were like, yeah, like this probably needs to be considered. We, we need to talk about, you know, competitive balance and what the high school experience actually is for these kids. And then there were other coaches who were just like, no, like we just need to commit to the communities that we're in and we need to work a little harder and we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so like that was, you know, I didn't fall on any one side of the fence or the other, but I just, I found that story to be just like a super fascinating look into a larger issue that I didn't think a lot of people talked about at the time. And so that story kind of opened that conversation. And like, here we are, you know, two and a half, almost three years later, and people are still talking about it because, you know, changes were made. Um, but now it's like, okay, like, are, are these changes working? We don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people I think would say no, but you know, at, at that point you're looking at, you know, what more changes need to be made and not sure if there's a clear cut answer. Right. So without getting too far into the weeds, but that was like, that was a super interesting story. You know, we've written about kids and coaches and programs and communities, you know, all over the state of Iowa, you know, again, like I, obviously my emphasis is wrestling, but like, you know, we also cover football, basketball, baseball, track and field soccer. Um, so our statewide net can be cast across all sports. Um, mm -hmm which has been really fun. And um, there's been some really cool stories that have come out of that. Mm -hmm. Have you ever covered a sport that for lack of a better word that you just, it, it was difficult for you to pay it, you know, to write about it. Cause you just didn't like the sport, you know, <laughs> cause like you said earlier, in order to get, to cover this sport or this event, you have to do kind of the grunt work first. You're going to probably have to cover an intramural, you know, like, did you ever cover something where you're like, Oh my God, Really? Okay. I, uh, yeah. Back when, so when I worked at the Ames Tribune, um, we did a lot of event coverage, um, because that's just how the paper was structured and specifically the port, the sports page was structured, um, covered a lot of cross country meets. Those are interesting because how do you squeeze 500 words out of he or she ran faster than he, than them, <laughs> you know, like that yeah. was, that was, that was, that was intriguing process. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I fought tooth and nail to my editor to be like, yeah, like this is, not, you know, this is a crazy endeavor until we get to like the state meet because then we've got context. But, um, that was, that was interesting. It's also cross country meets crack me up because I get the finish line, the athletes, like, you know, it's, it's, it's 5k as fast as you can go. Right. And so the fastest mm -hmm. kids get there and like, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 minutes, that might be an exaggeration, but they get there really fast. Yeah. And so when they get there, they cross the finish line and they all just collapse. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's a really funny sight because they're just, they're exhausted. Um, and they know nothing else to be like, Oh, I'm done with the race. Cool. And then they're just, they're done moving <laughs> for like five minutes while they recover. Mm -hmm. So that's like always a funny scene to me, but yeah, like cross cut, that was like, that was a tricky one because I was like, like, how do I write this? You know, mm -hmm. like, and, and for some, in the, some of their same respects, track and field too, because it's like, Oh, like, they threw further than the other person or they ran faster than the other person. Like, how do I, you know, and that's, that's where you, you kind of revert back to like, okay, like let's keep it simple, stick to the base, basics and let's, let's figure mm -hmm. out what this actually means and, and how we can actually get a story out of it. Mm -hmm. And for you, you're, it all kind of culminated when you won the um, national wrestling media associate association journalist of the year. What was that like when, you know, when they called or they, text you or whatever and said, Hey, Cody, you won this award. I mean, it's a, na it's a national award. That's why I keep saying like, you know, you're, you're kind of one of the standards for media, not only in the state, but across, you know, the nation. Um, that was pretty cool because the, the NWMA, uh, all those awards are like peer voted. And so that was, that's, you know, I've won some other awards that are through, you know, various newspaper journalism organizations. And like, they have a panel of people that like judge entries and then they decide a winner. Um, and like, that's kind of cool. Cause sometimes you get feedback, but like the NWMA awards are always really, really cool to me because that's, you know, that's 500 people across the country that cover wrestling in some capacity, 
And, you know, the vast majority of them decided that like, you're the person for this award, which mm-hmm. is really cool because like, it's, you know, it starts with a nomination process, um, you know, and then from there they whittle it down to the finalists that like Jason Bryan always releases. And then, and then from there, that's when, that's when people vote. And so like, it's, it's really cool to like, not only get nominated because that alone is, is some pretty cool recognition given how many other wrestling writers there are out there, but then to win it is just like, that's. It's like, man, like that's the wrestling community is pretty cool. I think that was honestly when it hit me that like, okay, there's a lot of people paying attention here. Like, you know, not just in the state of Iowa, but like around the country. Like that's, I think that's when it dawned on me that like, oh, okay. Like this, there's a pretty wide reach here, Um, which honestly has made it a lot cooler because I think that's really when I started to pay a lot close. Not that I didn't pay attention because to to other um you know, like, like, obviously I cover Iowa state and you and I, but like mm. when you cover Iowa, you cover the big 10. So like, you kind of have to know what like Nebraska and Penn state and Michigan and Minnesota, like you got to know what those programs are doing. You got to have a beat on those things. Um, you know, in the big 12 with Iowa state and you and I, you got to have an idea of like what, you know, now Mizzou's back. You got to know what they're doing. Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, um, South Dakota state. Um, but like, I think when I, you know, you win that national award, it's like, okay, like well, what in the world's going on on the pac 12? Mm-hmm. What in the world's going on in the Mac? What's going on with the IWA? What's going on with the ACC? Like I really started to kind of hone in on like, okay, I need to make sure I know what the hell's going on nationwide with D one college wrestling. And then I need to understand like, um, you know, the Iowa high school wrestling scene, like when they go compete at national events, I need to know these big dogs that these guys are wrestling. And so I need to have that. I think that's when I, I, it's funny, like I win a national award and then I start to go global. Like that's when I start to think really bigger about like what in the world I'm looking at and what I'm Mm -hmm. watching. But that was kind of, but that like kind of opened my eyes that like there are people all over the country that are watching and reading and interacting in some capacity. And so like, that was, that was really cool, but it also was like, I dude, like, you know, people are watching now, like you got to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. That would be kind of, I could see that could be kind of a scary realization too, you know, um, cause I'm sure there are some people, um, that probably don't say some nice things to you. Like, like do you get some of that flack that are like, um, you know, do you get, you know, you want to yeah, call I mean, haters it, or whatever? Like, it's usually like, a, like little things here and there. Like people always make fun of typos, um, or people will, you know, like, you know, if I write about one kid, like, you know, occasionally the, the passionate parent will send an email or send a DM and just, you know, like, Hey, like, why didn't you write about my kid? You know, that sort of thing. Um, you know, that'll happen, but like, I, you know, you, you shrug it off. Like I've, I've learned to write about the things that are interesting to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not always going to be your kid. Like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a bummer because, you know, I love, like I, the, I think, over time, I have found that, you know, covering Iowa and Iowa State and you and I and the NCAA championships and Big Ten championships and all of that awesome stuff is is really cool. But I think the most fun I've had in the job is covering the high school stuff really? um, just because it's it's a little bit more pure. It means so much more to those kids to like win a state title or for some kids to just get to the state tournament or win a state mm-hmm. medal. Like that's just there's so many cool stories um, when it comes to the high school thing. Um and so like, I have found that like, I'm not going to please everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to try, you know, because if I spend my time trying to please everybody, I'll write 10,000 words every time I sit down to just go do it. And that's just one, my editors have better things to do too. Like that would drive me crazy. And so, you know, instead of trying to please everybody, it's more like, okay, when somebody reads this, I want them to know that like, I was 
very interested in the thing that I am writing about and I am really excited to share it with you. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, you know, of the many things that I think of when I sit down to write, like those two thoughts are top of mind. And so like, you know, I want somebody to read something that I wrote and be like, yeah, like that was like, that was really cool. I understand why he shared that with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really, that's really important. I have an issue with that. Trying to please everybody still working on it, you know, getting there, but I can see how that would be just, so difficult because it's you know you'd get a message or whatever and it's like i don't it's not that i didn't want to write about your kid i'll write about your kid it's just this story yeah what i'm writing about like and a lot of parents you know like like i'll respond to almost everything like unless you're just being a dick like then i'll just (laughs) then i'll just delete the message but like more often than not like like my dms are open like if somebody has a question it's like yeah like i'll get back to you like here here was my thought process about why i wrote about a instead of B, you know, but I might pocket B and write about it later. You know, now I've got that little factoid if I thought it was interesting, mm-hmm. um, you know, or if a parent is just like, I've, you know, everybody's like run into a parent that's like, no matter yeah. what you say, they're not going to be happy. And at that point, you just got to let them be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like, I like, I welcome the feedback. Like I welcome people who have like ideas or tips or, you know, if they think their kid's a rock star, like I'll look up their track profile and decide if they're a rock star or not. <laughs> if they are like, you know, like maybe, maybe they're in the next, you know, notebook dump that I write weekly when it comes to the high school stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe they get a sentence, maybe they get a whole section. I don't know, but I, I definitely welcome that type, that type of feedback because I, you know, I, I want to keep that open communication with the people that are reading because, you know, I want to know what they're interested in as much as what I'm interested in and, yeah. you know, try to find that happy balance. Yeah, true. That's, that's really good. That's, and I think that can be lost in journalism sometimes, you know, um, having that open communication with people who are like, because sometimes they might have a good story. Like you kind of alluded to, like, it might be a good story. I didn't know about it, but yeah. now I do. So let's, let's, well, and here's, you know, here's a fun example. So another Underwood kid, Gable Porter, um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. fantastic kid, um, two-time state champ comes from a, a really, really good wrestling family. Like his dad will, you know, has occasionally just sent me messages about what Gable's up to and this, that, and the next. And a lot of times I'm like, heck yeah, that's super interesting. I'll tune in, see the results, this, that, and the next. Um, you know, but like, I didn't always write about it until last year before a tournament that he went to, I forget which tournament it was, um, sometime in January, maybe, um, his dad's like, Hey, like he's going to go wrestle so-and-so. And we believe, so, you know, this other person's going to be in this bracket. And like, you know, the tidbit was just like, you know, like, Hey, if Gable wins, like he'll have beaten four different state champs from four different States. And I'm like, okay, that's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I like, like that is super like, and I don't know if that's like a set, like, I don't know if anybody keeps track of that. And I ended up writing right. like almost that exact sentence. I'm like, I don't know if this is something people keep track of, but like, here's a reminder that Gable Porter is like really good at wrestling. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just like, that was really cool to like highlight that and, and get to highlight him. And, um, you know, so like sometimes like people will send me those notes and it's like, yeah, like I'll use this. And then other times they'll send it to me and it's like, I'll put that in my pocket. Maybe I'll use it now. Maybe I'll use it later. Um, you know, like, I, I feel like it's very important, especially with wrestling. And like this, this kind of gets at the heart of like, why I always say we like, let's have some fun. We go at what time or we, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like, you know, like I have a lot of these followers on Twitter. I don't know where we're going, but we're all going together, you mm-hmm. know, like, and like, I'm, I'm here to like share stories with the wrestling community. I consider myself very much a part of the wrestling community. And so like, 
yeah, like my, like I always want to keep an open line with like people that read and people that interact and, you know, cause a lot of time, you know, they'll have perspectives that I hadn't considered. They'll have stories that I didn't know about. And it's, it's just fun to kind of open that line with people. And, you know, I have open, you know, my I've DMS with people on a regular basis during the season from all over the country. Um, and it's just kind of, wow. it's just really cool to just, you know, pick their brains and have those conversations and just kind of see where other people are coming from. Yeah. You, you say, you know, you like to use the word there, the phrase we, or, you know, you always say, Hey, what's up? Hello. Where did that come from? <laughs> that was uh what trap queen from Fetty Wap. Um, <laughs> yes. he okay. opens the song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 1738. Hey, what's yeah. up? Hello. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Like that just, I think I, st- it was just random started it with a, you know, like a, like a salutation on a tweet one day, like, you know, cause I like to let people know where I'm at, like mm-hmm, not to mm-hmm. like, you know, for just to let them know like what I'm watching that day or whatever the case may be. And I just started it once and I was like, okay, like people thought that was kind of funny. And so I started doing it again. And then next thing, you know, like we're, you know, four years in of just doing it again. And no. you know, it's just, it's like, it's funny, you know, like, and sometimes I'll crack other jokes to like, you know, like, um, I think I like it. There's a few times where it's just like, took a wrong turn out of the Unidome, ended up at the Luther open. Guess I'll yep. watch some wrestling, right? Like there's sometimes like I'll mix <laughs> it up a little bit, but otherwise, like I try to, you know, the consistency thing, right? Like, Hey, what's up? Hello. Like that's how I lead the podcast every time too. Like, you know, welcome to in the room. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, like that's just, I don't know. I guess it's part of my brand now. I feel like if I go away yeah. from it, people will get upset now. <laughs> I Yes, I would. I have seen the one. I think you did that. Um, when you came and covered Nebraska and Iowa, because I think it was right after the um, state it was tournament. After the state tournament, yeah. It took so, a wrong turn out of the Wells Fargo Arena. Yep. I guess, I'm, guess I'll cover some wrestling in Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you cover? How do you cover all of it? There's only 24 hours in the day, and you know, you, you just you cover so much. And I'm just curious, and I think a lot of people like, how do you do it, man? Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> time management. Um, yeah, you know, like I watch every duel. That Iowa, Iowa State, and you and I, Russell, I watch every duel twice, um, you know, just to make See, like, sure that's what, well, you know, like it's, it's, it tends to be in the same day, right? So, like, when we get done recording here, it's a Sunday night. Like, I already watched Iowa Russell Cowbab. It probably serves me no purpose to watch that duel again because Iowa just kicked him in the teeth. But, like, I will because I want to make sure that like what I saw the first time around is what actually happened. Or if I need to adjust something in my notes, I've already done the yeah. same thing with Iowa state and Cal Baptist. I watch, you know, their duels on Saturday night. I rewatched the duel Sunday morning before I drove to Iowa city. Um, you know, and that's, I won't do that for, you know, like I'll, I'll watch all sorts of big 10 duels, like, you know, Nebraska, Minnesota, Penn state, Purdue, like whatever's going on. Like I'll flip it on and I'll watch it. I won't watch all of them, but I'll do my best to like, make sure I understand like, okay, when I go to the big 10 championships, what are tendencies, what's going on here? Like, that's just part of doing your homework, so to speak. Right. Like that's not so much me like wanting to be the authority on big 10 wrestling as much as it's like, okay, like if an Iowa wrestler sees them at the big 10 tournament or if an Iowa state or you and I wrestler see them at the national tournament like i'll know kind of what's going on there and not that i can predict the match but like it kind of helps drastically inform you know perhaps the post-match interview like hey like they're really good at this you were able to stop it how are you able to do that and then you know that answers some really good questions or like that that sort of thing like i just you just you make time for the things that you find important and i find that just making sure that i do my homework when it comes to wrestling um, I consider that to be an important thing. And so I find ways to make time for it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, that just comes with, 
I don't like, I, again, like, I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that I just decide to make time to watch wrestling, even mm-hmm. when I don't need to, but you know, like what else would I be doing? it's <laughs> <laughs> a good question uh sleeping sleeping i think would be the answer to that one um how do you balance the the national tournament you just kind of brought it up how do you balance the national tournament you have all three going at the same time iowa, iowa state and you and i you know and obviously there's what eight mats so we both wrestling at the same time like how do you balance yeah I mean, all three could be going at the same time Time. Like, how do you oh, there, those? there have been, there have been many national tournaments mm-hmm. where, you know, there's eight mats and six of them have a wrestler that I'm covering, um, Jeez. which is, yeah. which is fun, man, because you just kind of have to, you know, like, like, you know, it, when it's just, when it's just one guy on mat four, like you're watching mat four, when it's, mm-hmm. you know, mat two, mat six, mat five, mat seven, like you just stare at the center of the arena <laughs> and hope you can see as much. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> when I'm at like the national tournament, um, I try to look at like I try to look at the their performances more from like a three thousand foot view, um, if that makes sense. So like here's what I mean by that. So like when I go to these duels, like I'm a, I'm able to get a little bit more in depth and I'm able to kind of focus more mm-hmm. on like ins and outs and little things like that. So like Iowa beat California Baptist today. Um, we gained a little bit of clarity on the lineup battles at one thirty three and one fifty seven. We got to see a true freshman Russell at one seventy four. Um, you know, and then otherwise, like we got to see a handful of the A team just do their job, right? They recorded three pins, two techs, and two majors. Like they just they 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 rolled. They did what the second best team in the country should do. At the national tournament, you could have as many as thirty guys going. So it's like, okay, Iowa went seven and three in session one with this much bonus points. Iowa State went four and six. Um, you and I went whatever the case may be. And like, I try to just, I, I don't know that I have enough time to always go in as much depth, but I think mm-hmm. I start with that big bird's eye view to just kind of see like, okay, like what does it mean? And then if I have a little bit of extra time during the national tournament, then I'm able to maybe get a, go a little bit more in depth, um, you know, on, you know, like I, if there's a trend there or if one wrestler did something that was really good or, um, you know, an, an upset win or loss, like, what does it mean? Um, you know, like, I, I think I start with that big view at a tournament and then eventually that big view shrinks because it's mm. like the national tournament, for example, you know, kids get picked off over the first two days. Right. So, um, yeah, I just kind of, you know, that's, that's one of those tournaments and it's the same thing with like the state tournament where yeah. I kind of show up without a plan. <laughs> I show up without a plan on purpose because like, I don't know what's going to happen. And so I just, I let the action come to me wow. and just try to make sense of it as we go. You know, like I think last year my shtick was like lists, you know, like here's a list and then I'll list five guys. And it's like, these guys were all in the NSA finals last year. They all lost on day one because that was that 3000 foot view. I was like, oh, okay. Like Derek Carr was one of them. He lost. Or, yeah. David Carr. He was, he was one of them. He lost. And I was like, oh, okay. But AOC also lost. And so, and you know, so-and-so also lost and so-and-so also lost. And so I was just like, Jay Nyerman was another one. Right. So like that one had a direct link to two guys that I cover regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that's just like one example, like let's, let's start big and then we'll get, you know, a little bit more detailed as we need to. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that helps keep a beat on everything else that's going on, or at least I hope it does. Did you go into, did you ever go into a tournament? Have like, did you try having a plan and it blew up in your face and All that's why you Okay. All the so, time. Okay. Um, Cause like you go in and you think, you know, what's going to happen. And like, mm-hmm. this happens probably more at the the state tournament than it does the national tournament. Cause I've mm-hmm. learned that anything can happen at the national tournament. Um, 
it's even more true at state tournament. Like you can go in and think like, okay, like X, Y, and Z might happen. And sometimes it does. And then sometimes it doesn't. And like, you better have a good plan B or you better be able to pivot. Um, you know, like you'll go in with a story idea. And like, if that kid loses, you better have another story idea in your pocket, ready to go. Um, you know, and so that's, that's where it's like the action that comes to me more often than not is, is a lot cooler than going in, assuming something is going to happen. Um, because sometimes that makes for the better stories. Um, Mm. you know, just when, when you see things that happen live and, um, you know, but that, that's also, you know, the importance of doing your homework, because then when things happen live that you don't expect, you can still churn something out because you, you know, you, you, you can add some context to it and, and make other people, you know, you can write a story and show people why it matters. Mm Mm-hmm. How much homework do you do before, say, the state tournament or the national tournament? Because obviously there's going to be some kids there that you probably didn't cover during the during the season that are going to burst onto the scene. And you're like you just said, you're going to have to pivot. And it's like, so how do you how do you get prepared for something like that? Yeah, I think the like coverage during the regular season helps a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you try to see as much as you can. And that's where tournaments like you know, the Dan Gable Donnybrook or the battle of Waterloo or, you know, like Ed Winger, for example, um, you know, a lot of tournaments that include a lot of different schools from all over the state. Um, so you can get eyes on a lot of different people. And so like that, you know, over the course of the year, I'm learning how, you know, okay, so what matters at the state tournament, individual state titles and team titles, Mm -hmm. as I'm covering everything all throughout the year, like I'm getting a better sense of like, okay, X, Y, and Z is coming together for that team. A, B, and C is coming together for that team. You know, E, F, and G is coming together for that kid. E, you know, M, N, O is coming together for that kid. Like, and I'm able to just kind of put it all together in my head. And like, you know, I just, I, I just, I do my best to cover as much as I can. So that when we get to the state tournament, I'm, I'm not surprised by anything. Um, even though there's always something that happens yeah. that I'm just like, Oh, okay. That's new. <laughs> that's really cool. Let's follow this down. You know? So it's, mm-hmm. you know, just, and I don't know that like, I don't know that I've done the same thing every year just to get prepared for it, but I've learned that like trying to do as much as I can during the regular season has helped so that when I get to the right, when I get to the postseason, I have, I have an idea of what's coming. Do you have like a, um, a running list of notes throughout the year or can you, do you have a pretty good memory or, you know, do you have like a Google doc or something where you just have, you know, cause I would forget in December at this tournament, what this kid did, you know, more than likely like, Oh, these two kids wrestled. Oh, I forgot. You know, so like, um, do you have like a note? Continuing? I've, yeah, I've got like the notes app on my iPhone. Like mm-hmm. that's I'm continually running and and multiple notes at a time. Um, you know, like I have a note. I have multiple notes each for Iowa, Iowa State, and you and I. But then like for the high school stuff, like I've got a separate folder that's got like you know everything that I've written and and a lot of things that I don't write during the year, so that you know just in case it's like hey, like this could be a fun note for whatever. Um, you know, and eventually most everything in the notes get used. And if not, then it's like, okay, like that's, we got to figure out a time during freestyle and Greco season to see if we can fit that in. And if not, then we'll hang on to it for the next season. So like, you know, like my, my list of story ideas or, or notes or interesting things is it's an ever evolving thing throughout the year. And, you know, I start every season with a list of things that I want to get to. And I don't know that I've ever gotten to the end of the season and have crossed every single one off my mm-hmm. list because mm-hmm. as the season goes, new things get added, other things get crossed off. Um, so it's just, you know, how much can we get to in the time that we have? Mm-hmm. Now, lastly, I just want to shift gears to the international level. Um, Cause you just mentioned first freestyle and Greco season and that, 
used to not be as big of a, and I think it was because USA wasn't as at the level that they're at now, but it wasn't covered as much. So during that kind of dead period, you know, after the state tournament, you know, there was kind of a period where just nothing happened during wrestling. Like, what do you do during that time? You know, um, be, be, before freestyle Greco kick open, you know, kick off and, um, you know, high school season ends. Yeah. There's, um, I take vacation, take some time off <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> after March every year, we, we take mm-hmm. some time to debrief, um, and just got, you know, catch our breath and get some sleep usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like yeah, we cover, you know, we cover other high school sports, yeah. um, you know, so like we'll pitch in with some, you know, spring sports or soccer or track and field. We'll, you know, we have the Drake relays every April. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so we'll do some of that stuff, but you know, there's, I mean, there's always still wrestling stuff to, to keep track of like the U S opens usually end of April, early May, um, you know, and they've combined some, you know, high school age level tournaments there. So there's, there's a lot of things worth following that weekend. Um, you know, there's, I, I keep plenty busy, I guess. Cause we, we do a lot of other high school sports. Um, in addition to wrestling, like I have, like I've discovered over the last few years that the readership for certain freestyle and Greco stories and events, um, is just as rabid as it would be during the normal winter season. So like, I'm able to work with my editors a little bit about going to cover some of those things, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of fun. Um, you know, it helps obviously that the U S has done really, really well at the, you know, Olympics and world championships the last few years. So there's heightened interest, I think on the, on the cadet and junior levels and, and even like recently the U 23s. Right. Um, so there's, there's some interest there. Um, and then there's, you know, there's always recruiting. That's, I think that's become, you know, it's, it's already a massive deal for college football and basketball. Um, and then maybe to a lesser degree, um, you know, certain women's sports and and even baseball for some schools. Um, but, you know, wrestling recruiting, I think, and a lot of this credit probably goes to, you know, Willie Saylor for a lot of the work that he's done over at Matt Scouts, but wrestling recruiting, especially in the state of Iowa with three D one teams and, and the, you know, the outward pouring of just tremendous high school talent. Um, people are curious about where these kids want to go and where they're visiting and, and that sort of thing. So that's, um, you know, combination of all that, keeps me plenty busy during, you know, quote unquote wrestling's off season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was thinking about that. What was it? Uh, I think it was last year. Um, There's the Olympics. There was then the worlds. Yeah. Right, Olympics a month after before. each other. <laughs> yeah. And then the U 23s, I thought were around that time. The U twenties, like there was basically all this wrestling and they were all in different time zones. So you were probably up. I mean, all hours of the day, like, I do my best when it makes sense. Um, You know, like we Southeast Polk's Nate Jessaroga would made the cadet world team. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I made sure to, to watch every day of that year's cadet world team. Um, You know, the past few years um, hasn't really been an Iowa tie. I know there's been some kids at Iowa and Iowa state have been recruiting that have gone to the world championships. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll keep tabs on them, but um, you know, that's also smack in the middle of high school football season, which during those those three months, like I try to give, you know, those kids and those, those athletes, their fair due, um, you know, in the same way that I try to do the same thing with wrestling, Um, you know, so sometimes like it doesn't make sense for me to get up at the, you know, or stay up, I guess, sometimes, um, to watch wrestling at all hours of the night, because I, you know, I need to con- you know, conserve my energy for other things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, like we, Ben Keeter, for example, Iowa city, I was a junior yeah. world champ this summer, you know, so I like made it a point to watch the entire U S junior team at the world championships. Um, always got to get up and watch the seniors. Um, 
but yeah, you know, then U 23s, like I really, I waited until, you know, women's freestyle kicked off because they're, you know, that was also in the middle of football season. So I really didn't get to watch as much Greco for U 23s as, as I wanted to. Um, but then like, you know, there were kids that we were writing about on the U 23, um, you know, women's and men's freestyle. So I, I was able to get up and, you know, the schedule just so happened to work out that I was able to catch a lot of that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those age level world championships, sometimes it's a little tricky, um, depending on who's on the teams and, and how much time I have. Mm-hmm. And now here's my last question for you. Have you ever been, you claim you never really been awestruck by anybody, but have you, have you really not been awestruck by somebody walking in and you're like, Oh gosh, hi, I'm Cody Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, Man, not that I can think of, like, I don't know if awestruck's the right word, but so at the register, we used to do this really cool thing called the all Iowa sports awards. Um, and it was kind Mm -hmm. of like a, a a mini ESPYs for Iowa high school sports, you know, cause we do all state teams for every sport. And so like, it was kind of this end of the year banquet that we could come and celebrate all the athletes. Um, we haven't done it the last few years because of COVID issues and financial issues. Um, but we would always try to bring in like a really big guest speaker for those. Um, and so like the first year I was at the register, we brought in Shaq to be the guest speaker. No. And so I wasn't awestruck, but I was just, when I walked into the room and he was there, I was just like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like I'm just hanging out with Shaq. Like there's a really cool picture on my Instagram <laughs> where like, you know, like we were all, you know, we all work for the register. We were all part of the show in some capacity. So we all got to take pictures with Shaq. Um, and so like, I have this awesome picture where I cropped it and it's like me and like Shaq's heads out of the picture because I cropped it in a square. And I'm just like, you guys would not believe how big Shaq is in person, <laughs> literally standing outside of the frame. And then if you see the actual picture, his hand is so massive that it's like eating my shoulder. <laughs> um, he's that, I mean, that was, that was really fun because like, that was the first time I'd ever met like a, a current or former NBA player. Mm. And just to like, I was more awestruck by how large he was than I was like, Oh, that's Shaq, mm. you know, because, you know, and maybe part of that is just because a lot of my generation grew up knowing who Shaq was. Oh, yeah. So it was just like, eh, okay. you know, like we, mm. obviously he was this all world basketball player, but now he, you know, he's a commentator on TNT. Like he's just, you know, and he's in every single ad. Right. So like, he's just, mm. you know, I feel like I, maybe that's so then maybe that was a poor example, but yeah, no, I can't remember the last time I, you know, saw a wow. professional athlete or something. And it's like, Oh, you know, and wow. you know, I, I can probably credit, you know, knowing a lot of wrestling superstars to that because, you know, there's a lot of people in the wrestling bubble who would see Kyle Dake walking down the street and they would be like, Oh my God, <laughs> it's like, no nah, guys, like that's, you know, that's Kyle. He's, he's married with a you know, father of two just so happens <laughs> to be one of the baddest men on the planet, yeah. you know, like just go up and shake his hand. He'd probably yeah. think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate the advice. Um, I appreciate the content you had this. I think this will be fun to allow people to get to know you, you know, they see you everywhere and they, you know, with that pen in your cap, you know, they, you know, they see you places, they, they know you're very dedicated. And so it's just been an honor to be able to hopefully show people who you are, you know, as a person, because, and, and you cover football too. And what was it was Dowling just had this crazy, stupid game the other day. Yeah, dude, they like, lost. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. lost in the state semifinals. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, you, you you just do so much. And so on account of everybody, uh, just want to thank you for what you do for the sport. You've really grown it, I think, nationally as well. A lot of people, I think, are paying attention to Iowa wrestling and to you specifically. So appreciate it. Appreciate your dedication and just everything that you do for the sport. 
So yeah, man. No, I, I appreciate the kind words and um, appreciate you inviting me on, man. You're doing good things with this yeah. podcast. So keep it up. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Cody Goodwin, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget to check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care. We'll see you next time.